Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patient Talk Podcast, delivered to you by Omni Health Insights. In this episode, recorded in a partnership with Invest Northern Ireland, I'll be chatting with Paul Toner, Life Science Sector Development Executive at the Economic Development Agency Invest Northern Ireland, about Northern Ireland's healthcare and health tech strengths and opportunities for collaboration with Middle Eastern companies. Welcome, Paul. It's great to have you here on the uh, podcast episode. I wonder if we can start by uh, talking about the topic of the day, which is obviously COVID-19 vaccines. You know, travel has obviously been put on hold in parts in the UAE because of rising COVID cases. But I saw with interest that a company headquartered in Northern Ireland, uh, Randox Laboratories, was uh, selected by Pure Health in the UAE to screen all airline passengers coming into Dubai for COVID-19. And of course, I myself was tested recently, coming back to Dubai on uh, Emirates from London. It's an okay experience, but you don't really know how these things are going to go, and, and especially coming at the end of a long flight. But it was very quick and efficient service. It was amazing how quickly everyone was processed. And in fact, I got my uh, result the next day negative. I listened to ads, which, which is comforting, but I got it by SMS and it was super fast. And I guess, you know, that's a powerful a testament to Randox's role in all of this. But I'm not going to ask you about Randox in particular, only to ask, well, it is a company from Northern Ireland and it is helping keep the UAE safe in these uh, difficult times. And, and so it is a notable endorsement of Northern Irish expertise. So with that in mind, what can you say about Northern Ireland's healthcare, health tech and strengths in R&D and education? Because... From my perspective, it is a small nation of 1.8 yeah. million, and yet it punches way above its weight. And so I've got two other you know, powerful proof points here on my screen. So Northern Ireland was the first UK nation to launch a, a successful COVID-19 contact tracing app, and that was in August last year. And then one around your research and education strengths at Queen's University, Belfast, and Ulster University rank among the top 10 universities in the UK for bioscience research, and more than a thousand researchers work in the region's centres of excellence. So these are very powerful strengths. Would you be able to elaborate more on these? It's funny uh, you touch on the subject, Northern Ireland punches above its weight, and I think that's true to say, and it's always been that case, just taking you a little bit back in our history in Northern Ireland and beyond, I suppose, innovation has been at the fore in Northern Ireland since time began, effectively. Because of where we are, we have to innovate to compete. There's no other way around it. History has littered in Northern Ireland with notable inventions from back in the very, very early days, hundreds of years ago. A product called Milk of Magnesia was invented in Northern Ireland. It was an indigestion aid. John Dunlop invented the pneumatic tyre in Northern Ireland. The ejector seat was invented here. The modern tractor was invented here in Northern Ireland. That's obviously a worldwide impact. More recently, I suppose, the portable defibrillator was invented in Northern Ireland by a man called Frankie Pantridge. In fact, his the lineage from that invention is still prevalent in Northern Ireland today. One of his students, John Anderson, who went on to work in Ulster University and professor of engineering there, was one of the founders of a company called HeartSign. HeartSign still is in existence today. It's owned by Stryker, an international company, and they make portable defibrillators. So the expertise in algorithms around heart arrhythmias and the sensor pads needed for defibrillators has been a sort of development pioneered here in Northern Ireland. So we have a long history of entrepreneurship and innovation. Companies like Randox, I suppose, exemplify that ethos. 
it is a wholly owned Northern Ireland company. Dr. Peter Fitzgerald owns the company. He runs the company. He's the founder of the company. It's not a multinational per se, but it is and runs like a multinational. It is based in what they've coined their own science park in Antrim, which is a medium-sized town near Belfast. And they have pioneered concept of diagnostics for the best part of 20 to 30 years. And I think their old ethos is about bringing diagnostics out to the patient. So in fact, while they've responded extremely well to the COVID demand and stepped up the plate and developed COVID tests very, very rapidly and deployed them throughout the world, as well as obviously providing that service of testing sites for the UK and beyond. Before even that came on board, they had a plethora of products aimed at point of care testing. So removing the need for tests to go to hospital laboratories and the time taken for that and the expertise taken from that. They have a number of products aimed at sitting at primary care, community healthcare situations where you'd have this desktop-based machine and the patient go in and get any number of different tests carried out at the point of care there without having to go to hospital. So obviously they're fully bought into the concept of testing as a part and parcel of the healthcare pathway. I think before COVID, it was used quite significantly, the whole testing diagnostics. I think there's a greater emphasis now on diagnostics as just generally as part of your overall healthcare pathway and profile. And I think companies like Randox we have here and others who are in the diagnostic space are leading the way in developing new tests and pioneering that across the world. They are help along the way with the two universities. I think Dr. Peter Fitzgerald was a, a graduate from Queen's University in his former days. It's got a legacy of generating quite high profile and high quality graduates in Northern Ireland, some of which have gone on to develop their own companies and entrepreneurs, some of which have gone to the four corners of the earth and worked there. And we have a, a diaspora of expats from Northern Ireland working in, in various high profile positions throughout the world in life sciences, which is testimony to our education system here, where both our universities are churning out over four and a half thousand graduates a year in the life sciences space. So that includes the biosciences, bioengineering, pharmaceuticals, etc. We have quite a long history. We have quite entrepreneurial, highly innovative, in my opinion. That's the way we work. And today, the landscape in Northern Ireland is very, very fertile and very much champions the life and health sciences company. So we coin that as the our ecosystem, and we have developed that. And we continue to develop that ecosystem to be a fertile test bed for companies in life sciences to come here or to set up here or those who are established here to develop their products further in conjunction with either the universities if they need to or more importantly in conjunction with our local NHS. So we have developed a whole offering around companies in Northern Ireland and connectedness so that they have access to academia, they have access to health, and they have access to government support to help them along their development pathway and towards commercialization. Companies like Randox have availed of that connectedness in the past, as of others, like, like I mentioned, HeartSign there as well. So we support the companies quite holistically in our connected environment. As you mentioned earlier on, we're a small nation, 1.8 million population. But while that may seem a disadvantage on one side, it actually present a quite a competitive position for us. It means that we are very well connected. We have that patient population who we have an electronic patient record management system for the entire population of Northern Ireland from cradle to grave, which is a 
major asset when you're looking at your population and looking at health trends over long periods of time, which we can use and pharmaceutical companies can use in Northern Ireland to help them develop new drugs to run clinical trials. So I think it's a very contained environment that fosters innovation with support from all the stakeholders that are needed to do so. We then have been able to commercialize innovations throughout the world. Randox, again, great example of that there, as is HeartSign. They export hundreds of countries worldwide. In fact, our life and health sciences sector in Northern Ireland broadly consists of about 250 companies. They generate about 1.2 billion in turnover each year. 90% of that there is export. So we have the consumption of innovation here in Northern Ireland, as you might expect, but most of these companies they export throughout the world and they're able to do that with support from organizations like the one I work for, Invest NI. We've got offices in Dubai and Qatar in the region who help companies land there with their innovations that they have developed in Northern Ireland through that fertile ecosystem. And they land in your region and we help them identify opportunities to get their products and services sold within those markets. That's a really comprehensive answer. I guess now my question is related to that. You talk about you know, the rich heritage in Northern Ireland as a strength, innovation, and, and of course, the ecosystem facilitating or enabling all these startups and businesses in the healthcare sector. How do these particular strengths respond onto needs in the Middle East? You know, we have a unique context here, I guess, the Middle East relating to diabetes and, and, and coronary heart disease and, and various other chronic diseases. And, and there's also a lot of technology flourishing in, in, in healthcare. Where do you see most opportunity in terms of like uh, partnerships and collaborations over two markets? The Middle East region is probably not unlike Northern Ireland in some respects. We too have our own patient uniquenesses, I suppose, if that's the way to use it, in terms of coronary heart disease and diabetes and others for that matter, which has led to pioneering research being undertaken in Northern Ireland in those areas. And those pioneering research has led to pioneering innovations, products and services, etc. And that's largely been driven by the two universities in conjunction with our local NHS and the hospital care trusts, as we would call them. We have a number of companies in the healthcare space, as I mentioned. They're supported by the two universities in developing their innovations. Part of, I suppose, the COVID relevance currently underway is the need for, I suppose, remote patient monitoring, connected health, digital health, whatever banner you want to use for that there. And we have strong history of connected health innovation and technology companies in Northern Ireland. We have a strong ICT sector in Northern Ireland, which augments and supports the digital health sector. So going forward, we are looking to commit more investment in that space in the form of city deals, where we will look to increase our asset capability in digital health with the aim to capitalize on the already strong technical base that we have in that space and to develop new innovations to meet the increased demand that COVID is presenting for telehealth, remote patient monitoring, etc. It was always on a growth trajectory, that particular subsector life sciences, but I think with the advent of COVID-19 and the impact that that is having on healthcare systems, there's an acute awareness of being able to manage patients on a remote basis. And that can mean a lot of things. We know it can mean managing our elderly more effectively in home situations. It could just manage the general population as such, whether it's remote diagnostics, monitoring the various apps, et cetera, that are being developed around that there. So we feel that we've got a huge 
offering in that space and is only going to get bigger. On the other side of life sciences, the universities are heavily invested in diagnostics, biomarker research. So again, towards the testing for disease states of various components, whether it's just COVID-19, but cancers as well. There's a heavy expertise here in Northern Ireland on cancer research. In fact, Queen's University has a a dedicated cancer research centre looking at various types of cancers, treatments for those there. Ulster University also has a centre for stratified medicine, which looks at obviously precision medicine activity within that university. So we have quite a strong offering across the piece on life sciences, whether it's in the digital side of things or sort of the biosciences. And I think regions like the Middle East who have particular prevalences of diseases or conditions can partner with those universities and industries and companies we have here to better tailor the product should they need to to fit their needs. One of the things that I think that Northern Ireland has done particularly well is in being able to be agile or pivot. So we adapt to our customers' needs. So when we go to a region like Dubai or Qatar or Saudi, our companies are willing to innovate to meet those requirements of their customers. During the COVID pandemic, we've seen a number of companies in Northern Ireland either step up to the plate. So we have Randox who have pivoted some of their organization to adapt to a, a rapid testing system. We've had Armstrong Medical who manufacture respiratory equipment, have stepped up and increased manufacturing or doubled their manufacturing capacity to meet the needs of acute COVID patients needing respiratory treatment. We've had other companies who actually weren't traditionally life sciences, but who have pivoted to provide or make PPE. We have a company who made sportswear traditionally, and they pivoted to make gowns as scrubs, I think it's the general term called, for hospital environments. We have another company who made window blinds. They pivoted their organization and now they make face shields as part of their organization. So we've got agility built into us. We're small, we're agile, we're very resilient. But I think above all, we put the customer first, the needs of the customer first, and we're good at identifying that there and working with our customers and developing those innovations or augmenting some instances, just tweaking those innovations to suit the needs of our customer. Looking at the region, are there any particular markets that might appeal more strongly to businesses in, in, in Northern Ireland? So, for instance, I'm looking at Saudi Arabia. They're embarking on a huge transformation drive as part of Vision 2030, which was introduced in 2016. And so that transformation exercise includes healthcare, among other sectors. Is there any involvement by healthcare businesses from Northern Ireland in this particular transformation? Or indeed, are they attracted to any other markets in particular in the Middle East? I don't have a specific answer whether they're linked to that initiative or not, Matt. Our companies who have been interested in the Middle East and who have actually gone out to the Middle East would certainly look at the broader piece of countries out there and what their needs are. Saudi are looking to expand and improve their healthcare offering for their population. And there's no doubt that our companies would be able and more than willing to step up and provide those services and products. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess when we look at trade and investments, the opportunity is uh, reciprocal. So uh, on that basis, we're talking about the Middle East. So what kind of healthcare opportunities are there available in Northern Ireland itself, regional businesses? So for instance, you described earlier the hotbed of innovation or the test bed mm-hmm. uh, that exists in Northern Ireland's ecosystem, a powerful ecosystem that includes the university sector. What kind of opportunity is there for 
a healthcare business or authority based here in the Middle East to go out there and participate in this ecosystem in Northern Ireland. 2019, we invested in and set up an industry organisation called the Health Innovation Research Alliance Northern Ireland. It's a bit of a long mouthful and its, its acronym is Hirani. Its stakeholders are our Department for Health, our Academia, that's the both the two main universities, and government. So they've all invested in this organisation and this organisation is primarily going to be the front door for life and health sciences in Northern Ireland, linking in those three equations of industry, academia and health are all going to be linked together within this organisation. That will help local companies in terms of obviously they want to reach out to the academic world or access clinical expertise, they can do so and this Hirani organisation will be the conduit in which that will primarily be filtered through. But in terms of companies coming into Northern Ireland, they can also reach out to Hirani and link in with the wider ecosystem through that mechanism. We support a number of foreign direct investment initiatives every year in Northern Ireland. In fact, Queen's is also particularly buoyant in terms of its spin-out success. It's ranked one of the top, if not the top, entrepreneurial impact university in the UK from spin-out. So from companies or organizations looking for investment opportunities in new and innovative research or opportunities out there, both our universities have a plethora of opportunities there and are geared up to work with companies, whether they be local Northern Ireland companies or whether they be international companies, they're ready to engage with that. And there's a number of mechanisms for that engagement. I mentioned Hirani is one of them. But as I say, our connectedness in Northern Ireland is part of the unique selling point that we have. So there's reaching out and connecting to the university and identifying opportunities is easily done. And then with companies wanting to come into the region and set up maybe to sell to the NHS on a UK basis, there's numerous opportunities there. At the moment, Northern Ireland, after Brexit, Northern Ireland via its Northern Ireland Protocol is able to sell products both within the UK and the EU. So we have unfettered access to both markets. We are not restricted in any way, shape or form to accessing both of those marketplaces, which places Northern Ireland in quite a unique position in that sense. So a company could set up a manufacturing site in Northern Ireland and service both EU and UK market via that one site without additional regulatory barriers. That's very interesting. Thank you. You mentioned the B words, uh, Brexit. <laughs> I'm not going to dwell on it. Only to ask, we're currently in the middle, I assume, um, the middle of a pandemic. And sooner or later, we're going to emerge from this pandemic, perhaps stronger in, in some regards and weaker in others, certainly. Do you have like a, a vision of a post-pandemic world in healthcare, particularly as it relates to Northern Ireland? Where do you see Northern Ireland in the next five years in terms of its healthcare and health tech offering? You mentioned some key words already. So you talk about resilience and resilience is obviously key to navigating a um, well difficult times. You've demonstrated that and also agility. And that's also key as well. And I guess ability to innovate. So you've got these three key strengths, I guess, as part of your heritage. So it automatically puts you in a strong position. But do you have a particular vision of sorts? I mean, where do you see yourselves? Without speaking on behalf of our healthcare system per se in Northern Ireland, which I'm not at liberty to do, but my vision, I think, for Northern Ireland, the strengths that we would have are in the digital health space. So our population, as you mentioned, 1.8 million population, we're actually quite spread out from a population point of view across Northern Ireland. It's not all congregated in one major city, although Belfast is and does have the lion's share of that population. We're quite spread out, which presents challenges when you're delivering healthcare. Obviously, the number of hospitals or, or healthcare 
the point of care contact points is limited. There's financial resources and physical resources. So you have to design your healthcare system that it meets the needs of the population and where the location of the population is. But having the digital, and I'll just call it digital health capability in Northern Ireland to reach that population and to manage that population because of their dispersed nature is something that I think that will bode well for Northern Ireland in the future. We've got that capability. It's a capability that we've always been proud of. And I think in this COVID world, and the post-COVID world, the sooner we get to, hopefully the better, that the need for this digital health piece across whatever spectrum of actual technologies and products that delivers is going to be even more prominent and more needed. And I think Northern Ireland not only has the technical capability for it, it has the test bed in terms of its own patient population. We are actually committing further to that capability. As I mentioned earlier on, we're on the cusp of investing significant amounts of money in future city deals around life and health sciences. Digital health is one of those areas that we're very committed to. And that will drive a lot of new innovations in this space. And these innovations are going to be worldwide impacting. They're not just going to be Northern Ireland impacting, albeit we'll have a strong test bed in which to prove them here. That's really good. And thank you for that. So it sounds very promising, certainly. I guess a final question, really. If anyone's listening and thinking, okay, so this is really interesting. There's a massive digital health opportunity here in the Middle East, and, and this opportunity can be answered or addressed by Northern Islands. How would they find out more or learn more about the opportunities available, especially since you know travel is currently put on pause because of uh, COVID-19? Is there a website or a, or a phone line or some other resource that we can go to? The two main contact points, I think, in that respect are obviously Invest NI. We are both an agency looking out to help companies in Northern Ireland trade internationally, but we're also an agency looking to help inward investment into Northern Ireland. So we support companies coming into the region in various ways, not just on support them financially. We can support them with their needs, identifying what their needs are and matching them up to that there in terms of sites, getting resources and people on board if, that, if that's what they need. So I think investinai.com is, is probably one of the first ports of call. You can also look at the Hirani website, which is hira-ni.com. As I say, it's a contact point and it will reach out into the department or our healthcare system and the two universities. But I say, whatever point of contact someone wants to use, they will find that very quickly they'll be coming in contact with everybody they need. We're so well connected in Northern Ireland that if they went through the Invest NI connection, they'll end up where they need. If they went through the Rani connection, they would end up where they needed to be. So that's one of the things that I think we're particularly good at. And in this world where we're all meeting virtually, I think it's been advantageous, I suppose, for companies in Northern Ireland to say we're in the corner of Europe. The physical travel out to the rest of the world, while it's obviously our travel infrastructure is as modern as any Western world would be these days, it still adds, it have always added an extra time and resource requirements from that point of view. This digital infrastructure has been a leveling of that playing field. And in fact, Northern Ireland has got one of the best digital infrastructures in the UK in terms of the reach of its broadband and super fast broadband, etc and just the general connectedness within the region. So we're actually standing quite well in that respect. And I think we're poised to open and we're listening to anybody who wants to connect with us. Thanks once again to Paul Toner from Invest Northern Ireland. 
If you're interested in finding out more, we'll be hosting a free webinar with Invest Northern Islands on 9th of February, exploring how Northern Islands is providing innovative solutions to the world's healthcare challenges, featuring seven Northern Irish companies. To register, go to bit.ly slash investnihealth, and that's one word. You can also visit www.investni.com slash international slash IMEA to find out more about how to do business with Northern Ireland. Music